to uh, to Bush Lawyers. This podcast is now in session. Good afternoon. Uh, no, remember I, I told you, Legal Stig, we, um, it's a podcast, so we, we try not to be specific about the, the time of the day that we're recording this. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, we've had an overwhelming response after our first episode. Some um, some brilliant people were, were calling in to, um, to say it was great, weren't they? Agree, yeah. All positive feedback. All positive feedback, most of which from our, um, our mothers and, and people that we told to listen that would already like it. But anyway, we've got... Animals, a, Animals, yeah. We um, just extrapolated that they would have liked it based on their um, non-protest. All right, we've got a, a big episode to, to get in today, so we're going to dive right in from a listener question. They wanted to remain anonymous, didn't they? believe so, yes. Yeah, and they wanted to know, what was the, the question exactly? Because it came to... I think you handled this one. Yeah, so the the person found a uh, a piece of treasure on their on their property. Piece uh, of treasure, yeah, a trinket, if you will. Yes, and uh, it was uh, it was buried in their grass, and they were trying to understand as a a renter mm-hmm. whether whether or not they um, they owned it. Well, I think the law is quite clear: their finders keepers, losers weepers, is it not? That's right. That's actually the law. Oh, is it really? Yeah. No, hang on. But what if I was ever to get my act together enough to own a house and I um, I lost my mother's bracelet in the uh, in the front lawn in a wrestling match, but it happened to be you're looking at me funny. Happened <laughs> to be worth a lot of money, and then you know some scumbag that's renting out my house from me finds it. That's not his. That's my mum's. Well, the law is that you have the best proprietary interest in the chateau. Ah, proprietary, of course, meaning? Well, property, property interest. Okay. Well, not exactly. It's, 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 um, it's, it's a possessory interest, actually. Yep. Okay, then. So that means that if I'm in possession of the, the, the property in which it is found, then it is mine. That's right. The, fa- the fact that you have possession gives you a better right than anyone else. What if I I find it in the street? The law is you have the best right other than the true owner. Ah, okay. So other than the true owner. So if I know who the true owner is... If they can provide some sort of evidence that... Uh, So the law can't then say, even though we know it's yours, it was pictured in your wedding photograph 100 years ago. Um, I think that would be sufficient, actually. So, okay. So really, legally... It's not finders keepers. It's finders keepers if the person who lost it can't prove it's theirs. Caveat X Y Z. Yeah, yeah. Okay then. All right. Well, that's that one done. So, what did you do? Did you contact the original owners of the trinket on when you found it? It wasn't my trinket. Oh yeah, that's right. It was. Um, it was I wanted to remain anonymous, wasn't it? Okay then. So there we go. So it doesn't really matter whose it is, or if you found it, or if you lost it. The law is ambiguous. Yep, that sounds about right. Great. Another one. Everything's arguable. Everything's arguable, unless unless it's black and white, in which case, argue it anyway. Yeah. All right. Good one. Now you um you found an interesting video during the week that was about evidence. Evidence. Continue. So the video was from a US uh, defence attorney. and Do we have attorneys? No, no, we have barristers and solicitors. Okay. But this fellow was quite funny. He crammed in a 45-minute uh, lecture about basically the reasons why you wouldn't or shouldn't talk to the police when you're ever uh, being investigated or 
or, or um, charged. Right, and is that applicable in Australia or do our police not bash suspects as much as the US so it's not as relevant? Uh, not in a position to comment on that, but mm. uh, yes, definitely, that's, that's, that's pretty clear, pretty, mm. pretty clear legal advice. Oh, yeah, okay then. Right, so in Australia, as it currently stands, we should never talk to the police, is what you're saying, and I'd like to know why. Because everything you say, no matter how true it is, might give the police some piece of information that they otherwise didn't have. So if somebody knocks on my door, last week we were talking about this Claremont serial killer, and they say, oh, hey, we noticed that um, CCTV showed that you were at the um, this certain nightclub and the suspect, we believe, of killing all these innocent women was also there. We just need to know what time he left the nightclub. You're trying to tell me that I should just zip my lips and not say anything? Not without a lawyer. That's right. What if I do have a lawyer? Well, that's fine, but he'll speak on your behalf. Right. OK, because the police might be, in fact, trying to frame me. Well, uh, the police are trying to put together a case... And we talked about the standard of proof last week, mm-hmm. that they need to prove their case. Yep. So when they only have very small bits of evidence or it's one person's word against another's, mm-hmm. um, those small pieces of information are critical in convincing a jury of who's who may be guilty or your guilt in that prosecution. Okay, well, speaking of the US as well, as... Um as everybody else in Australia is, we're quite influenced by the Netflix culture. There seems to be a bit of a fascination with legal cases and, and legal-based TV shows. Some of them show the courtroom events instead of just the bit where the, the backpacker gets chopped into a thousand million pieces, which is also quite popular. But they, they have a concept called plea bargains in the US. I was wondering if that happens in Australia. Well, I guess we touched on this last week and we talked about how I don't... I've never been to a court, so I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, thanks very much. I bet everyone's very, um, very glad that they, uh, that they tuned in. They tuned in this afternoon, as you would put it. <laughs> Great. Well, um, well, we'll move along to, to the, the way that I've been moving around over the past few weeks, which, um, which has been via pedal power. And that's been due to me... Um, well, it doesn't really matter why, but I just fancied the Trying idea... Trying to improve of, your figure. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. I, I quite wanted to have a figure like Neil Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> One small step for a man. <laughs> no, of course, I wanted a figure like um, Mr Lance Armstrong, um, which is unrealistic in many ways. Look, I just like riding a bike around. And I've, I've realised that if I, for say, um, ride my bicycle to the pub, I don't have to get an Uber there, it's cheaper. And I, um, and I also... Well, I can just ride there. It's it's quite nice. Um, I was a, a police car went past me the other day, and I thought, well, no big issues here. I'm on a bicycle, um, and then I thought, can I uh, can I get in trouble here? So, we've done a little bit of research on this one because you you stumped me at first, and then uh, yeah, did I? Yeah, you may have because uh, I think I asked you first, and you said you could quite easily lose your licence, couldn't you? Well, that's what I thought, and then we had a closer look, and it seems that the uh, under the road traffic code, um, it's the equivalent of two two penalty points. So two demerit points? No, that's oh. wrong. It's two penalty points. What's, it, what's a penalty point? Well, it's a system that they use, and it basically equates to a $100 fine. Oh, OK. So a penalty point is like a unit of, 
of monetary value in the, in the court system. It seems that way, yes. Okay. So we've got the green light to, to ride around pissed. Intoxicated, yep. Yeah, okay, cool. And on the footpath or on the, on the road? Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right. So we're encouraging that, essentially. It does raise the question, if you didn't wear a helmet or something like that, what the, uh, what the law is there. What's well, an extra 50 bucks? 150 bucks, isn't it? Oh, okay. Could surely raise some other legal issues if you were silly enough to drive a bicycle intoxicated or ride a bicycle, we should say. And let's just say you swerved into, into an oncoming car or into yeah, another so car. Yeah, you have a legal issue there with your, uh, with your will and tenement. Uh, the... Oh, what does that mean? Well, it means when you die, uh, where, your, <laughs> oh, right. where your assets are going to get divided. Okay, but could I also be um, be fined for dangerous driving? What if you got pulverised against the cement? No, what about if Tarmac. I just swerved in front of a car, that car was like, oh, shit, and they swerved into another car, but, you know, I I just kept pedalling. Yeah, you could be... You could be um, there could be a tort of negligence against you. Right, so that's that's not a, a police writing you up for a fine thing. That's a, a getting sued thing, isn't it? Yeah, technically it could come under either. What if I say I already know this? You've got nothing to teach me. Could they still then taught me it? Do you see what I did there? I see what you did there. Because you used the word taught. You've got me completely stumped. Yeah. Well, you you said a taught. Taught. T o r t. Ah, so we're not talking about teaching taught. Tortious claim. Right. So you'd have things like defamation. Okay. Um, the tort of negligence. Uh huh. Nuisance. Right. So a policemen couldn't touch me, though, is what you're trying to say. Well, that's a Cyclists are a, a law to themselves. I don't think that grants you any sort of immunity. Yeah, so they're still subject to the Road, uh, the road Traffic Act of 2000. That's right. As you are, as you wrote down on the on the notes for today, and I thought, oh yeah, that looks interesting. I might look that up, and I didn't. It looked like it has a lot of words, so I did a lot of pictures. So are we I, talking about the Road Traffic Act or the Road Traffic yeah. Code? Oh, they're different. I believe so. Well, what's the difference? Is a code just a number two seven one four? That's it. And if you can recite it, you get a free pass. We're gonna have to cut that bit. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we um we had one more listener question to um to get to. They asked if they could re- remain anonymous, and that's totally fine. If you've got a listener question as well, where do they send it to? Legal Stig, facebook.com forward slash Bush Lawyers, Bush Lawyers Podcast, Bush Lawyers Podcast. Yeah. Well, just search Facebook for Bush Lawyers. I don't know anyone that would type in a Facebook address using the address bar these days. Well, maybe my mum. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Then. All right. Fair enough. So the li- listener question, we'll we'll just call it from um. We'll say her name is um, what's a what's a fictitious name that we can think of? Carly. Carly. Okay. So Carly messaged in and said, "How long should I wait after I go on a date with a guy for the guy to message me again before I before I write him off as a you know as an option?" I'm not but, sure this is a strictly legal question. No, no, neither was I. But it was the the only other question we got through the inbox. Oh. So I thought that we uh, we may as well just answer it in the hope that somebody would hit us with you know more stringent legal questions next week. So what do you what do you think there? So the question is how many days after a date mm, should a guy should a girl wait before should a girl wait before a guy takes or how soon should a guy message a girl after a date to say hey had a nice time do you want to go out again or hey had a nice time um you know you're not right for me or or whatever. Well I don't think it's any strict uh length of time. Mm. From a legal perspective though. Oh from a legal well I mean, if you look at the relevant legislation, it'll say three to four days. Three to four days. That's, that's quite a long time. 
So yeah. after that time, let's just say that the girl, um, you know, left something. Let's just say that the, the date was at their house for the later portion of the date and she left um, a ring there and or maybe a watch, let's just say. How, so after three to four days... If no, no, I think that's a different... That's an extenuous uh, circumstance. All right, what if she's left her car there and she doesn't collect it? For three to four days? For three to four days. Well, is she, have you called the police? Is she alive? <laughs> assume that assume that she is alive. Yeah. Although we should refer back to Exhibit A. Don't talk to the police. Don't talk to the police. Yeah. Ever. Can you? What about if you, you know somebody's breaking into my car out the front? Can I call Triple Zero? Or is it best not to? Yeah, we're talking about situations where you're being interrogated or. Mm. All right. Actually, I've got a I've got an interrogation question for you. Oh yes. What if the police say, "Oh, um, excuse me, Matt, we'd um, like to ask you a few questions," and I'm just walking along the street when they come up to me and say that? I think that's exactly the same. Do I have to go with them? Back to the station? Well, I've heard them on TV say, we'd like you to accompany us to the police station to answer a few questions. I don't think you've got any obligation to, but even if you did, even if they made you, then you would Mm. just sit there and ask for a lawyer. What if they say, you're under arrest, Matt? You're coming back to the station. Then you've got absolutely no choice. You do have to. Yes. What if they put handcuffs on me, but don't say... I think they're one and the same. Yeah, right. Okay, what if if they um, tackle me to the ground... Yep. And say, you're coming back to the station with me. We've got some questions to ask you. Do I have to? I'm not hearing any difference in these situations. What if, um, okay, so what if, for example, I've committed an armed robbery and the, um, the policemen are outside afterwards and I walk out with bags of money and they don't even put handcuffs on me. They just say, oh, just wait there for a minute. Do I have to follow that? that directive if they haven't said, you're under arrest and put the handcuffs on. If they just say casually, just wait there, mate. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Am I under arrest? Well, you'd be lucky if you don't get shot. Yeah, <laughs> but am I under arrest? Like, if I don't have the gun... I think you can assume if you've committed armed robbery, then you're... Uh... What if What if I haven't? So you're standing outside of a property that you just went into with a bag of money. Yep. By coincidence. Yeah, so I, I want to know when do I have to listen to cops and when can I just say, actually, I'm just going to go to the cricket now? I think it'd be sound advice to listen to any government body or official uh, in any capacity. Uh, I, I'm talking about when you're being questioned. What if I don't want to be questioned because I don't have a lawyer there? That's right, and you have a right to say that. So I can say, actually, no, I don't have a lawyer with me right now. Come and arrest me another day. I'm off with my bags of money to the bank. No, you just say, I'm not saying anything until I've got a lawyer. And do you have to go with them? Yes, I believe so. What if they haven't said you're under arrest? Oh, it's, 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 it's dividing straws. So you're trying to say that there's a precedent that if it's, you know, like a, a reasonable expectation that they've stopped you because they believe you committed a crime, you are technically under arrest even if they hadn't said it? That's right. Well, that seems fair enough. What if you don't know? What if you just walk off because you've forgotten that you've committed the armed robbery? Then you'd be clinically insane. Oh, so good. So that's a good defence. Yeah, it is actually. So, so advice to um anybody who's a bit strapped for cash: commit an armed robbery. After you about to be arrested, just start to walk away, and ignore the police directions to get on the floor or we'll shoot. And you should be pretty sweet to get yep. off on an insanity charge. Yep, claim insanity. And you'll do, be they, sweet. do you get to keep the money? Well, that's an interesting question, maybe. Because you said finders keepers before. That's right. Well, the, the producer's telling us to, to wrap it up now. 
Um, send in your listener questions. We'll, we'll see you next time. All right. Until then. Over and out and Bush Lawyer up. Bush Lawyer up. This, uh, this court is now not in session. All, do they say all rise to leave the court? I think that's the, to start the proceedings. What do they say? How does a judge... All sink, I think. All sink? All sink, like as in like a ship sinking. All the opposite to rise would be fall? Or fall. fall. All fall down the stairs. Okay, See you later. <laughs>